What's up, everybody? This is Sydney, and you're listening to Friendly Fire. Welcome back to Friendly Fire. Y'all know me, I'm your host, Sean, and my co-host, Sydney. What up, what up? So we uh, we'll look ahead to some NFL free agency. Um, but first, let's put a wrap on uh, the All-Star break, the halfway point of the NBA season. Um, let's just wrap that up so we can move into our football stuff. Um, what did you think of All-Star Weekend, starting with the uh, Rising Stars game? Um, the weekend overall was entertaining. Uh, it usually is. Um, maybe every single event is entertaining, but usually the weekend overall is entertaining. Um, I told you Friday, I was watching the Celebrity Game, and uh, I was like, I don't even plan on watching the Rising Stars game. But I'm yeah. glad that I did, because it ended up being a really good game, and um, it introduced me to a lot of players that you don't regularly get to see, like Miles Bridges. Um, so that's always exciting to come across different players like that. And like I said, they had a competitive game through all the way until the fourth quarter. So that was that was a, a really good game to start off the weekend with. Did you catch any of that one? I did. Um, and I just, I you know, John Morant and uh, Zion Williamson, obviously, uh, just seemed to be on a different level than everybody else. Like you said, uh, Miles Bridges had a good game. Luka didn't play a whole lot. So, I mean, he's, he's definitely yeah. on that. Uh, on that tier with them, but uh, I. But Young was in the game too, right? Yeah, yeah, Young did. Yeah. yeah, but um, I mean, obviously they're on different levels because they played in the All Star game too. But yeah. uh, it's one of the only real critiques I have uh, of the NBA All Star Weekend. Uh, I don't like the uh, USA versus the World thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like it like it used to be the rookie versus sophomore game. Even yeah. even though the sophomores won it 95% of the time, it was like a rite of passage. Like, you know, like this, what the difference is from year one to year two. Like you get to come and get your ass beat like we did last year, you know? Yeah. So um, it, it provided, it was a lot more clarity with that. Um, it's one of them things that they tweaked that just didn't need to be tweaked. So it's a um, branded thing, making sure you get the world involved, even on All Star Weekend. It's a branded thing. Yeah, but I so, did prefer it as rookie versus sophomore as well. Yeah, uh, but that was all I had about that. I didn't really; it wasn't really a whole lot. Um, and then uh, the Saturday events, um, I have felt for years that uh, the dunk contest. Um, it's not as interesting to me anymore, but that they should switch the order that the dunk contest um, should come before the three-point contest, just because the three-point contest is more exciting to me. Um, and this year was another year that, it, it to me, approved the dunk contest. This dunk contest was better than they have had in the last couple of years, but that three-point contest was phenomenal, man. It, uh, for it to end like it did uh, on the last second shot, I thought Devin Booker was going to win it um, before it to come down to the last shot. Um, and then they, they added the the three-point shot from 30 feet. Um, I, I'm I'm far more entertained by the three-point contest than the dunk contest. And, um, but the, but overall, the Saturday was a success, too. Yeah, yeah. And we're opposite on that. I'm more entertained by the dunk contest than the three-point contest. Uh, even with the dunk contest, wavering on how good it is from year to year. Um, mm-hmm. This was, like you said, this was a better year for it. And um, just like the three-point contest, it came down to the last, you know, to the last dunk. So it was definitely, uh, like, like you say, Saturday was definitely a success overall as well. Uh, and did you want to touch on uh, Darren Gordon uh, Dennis? What What's his name? Derek Jones? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, that, or that Dwayne Wade sabotaged. Actually, he said he wasn't the one that sabotaged it, but um, yeah, that's that's crazy, man. Aaron Gordon has been a part of the two best dunk contests uh, over the past 
at least 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one he lost to Zach Levine, and then this one that he lost to Derrick Young Jr. The Zach mm-hmm. Levine one, I didn't think he got robbed. Agreed. Good contest by both of them. He didn't get robbed, he just lost. Yeah. This one, Derrick Jones Jr. did the dunks to win, mm-hmm. but Aaron Gordon got robbed because his last dunk was better than the one Derrick Jones pulled off. So he should have yeah. won because of that. Yeah. But overall, the body of it, yeah, you can see how Derrick Jones would win, but because of the last dunks and how they were uh they were scored, Aaron Gordon should have won the dunk contest. It it was it was a great dunk contest with a bad ending. Not and and I'm not even here to argue that it was the wrong ending. It just mm-hmm. was a bad ending. Like I, it yeah. just was stupid how they done that. Um, but overall, it was it was entertaining. The Eric Gordon 360 dunk off the side was that was special. I, yeah. I like that one a lot. And even besides them two, like uh, Pat Connaughton ended up having some good dunks that mm-hmm. surprised me. Um, Dwight didn't have much. Uh, but wasn't nobody expecting him to have too much. He was just a name at this point. But yeah, Derrick Jones Jr. and Aaron Gordon definitely put on a show. And you know, I, one of the main reasons why I feel like uh, the dunk contest just ain't as exciting as it used to be is because of the internet. It's one of the things that the internet has watered down. I don't know if I've ever given you this opinion that I have on it. Just because like, I see dunks in games and and people who don't play in the NBA doing dunks on a regular basis mm. because everybody's got a camera uh, now and everybody's super athletic now and, and, and that stuff is just at your fingertips. I ain't got to wait all the way till February to see something I've never seen before. I see dunks daily on yeah. that, that are better than the ones I see in the dunk contest. So it's just, and the dunk contest is so hyped up. It's so theatrical with all of the yeah. who's coming out, chance the rapper, I'm jumping over him. What is this, man? Well, it's, it's Foolishness to me. I, you know, it's it's overrated. But um, it, this was a good one though. Yeah. Um, and then Sunday with the team LeBron versus team Giannis. How you felt about that? Um, it's difficult because again, it was another one of the better ones that we had um in a while. Um, and I, I really like them playing to a certain score. Um, it, it definitely ramped up the competitiveness, uh, and it, it, it brought the competitiveness to another level. Um, but for me, if I'm a coach or owner or fan of any of that stuff, uh, once you got to the fourth quarter, you want them to, I want it to be competitive, but I don't want them playing that hard. You know, because the, the first thing I thought whenever that was happening was, oh, man, somebody going to get hurt. You know, what if somebody get hurt? And then you got the fourth quarter that dragged on for so long just because dudes that are used to being number one end up playing pickup basketball games. And it's not this ain't a pickup basketball game against regular dudes. This is against some of the best defenders in the league. So you saw once fatigue and once there ain't no plays being involved and all that stuff that it just dragged on and on and on. And it's just like, bro, I want this to be over. Cause I don't want nobody to get hurt. You know, like, and, and it's just, I, like I said, I like that it was competitive. I like that they played to a certain score, but um, it was, it was just a little bit more than I would have liked to see if I was a fan of any of those teams with their superstars involved. Yeah. And and that's tricky because you can't have it both ways. You either want it to be entertaining or you want it to be you either want it to be competitive or you just want it to be a dunk contest. Mm. And usually the usually the what am I looking for? The knock against all-star games is it's not competitive enough. Y'all just going out there and doing there's no competition to it. So the fact that this was that the stakes were higher, that they were playing for something each quarter instead of the full game, um, mm-hmm. and then the fact that look in the fourth quarter you're playing to a specific score, that drove the the competitive nature of these guys and it made it more entertaining because it was actually competitive, um, which is always you always got to worry about that stuff when they start tweaking stuff because we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. When they were doing, when they were talking about all the different 
uh, adjustments than we'll make it to the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. But this is one that, to me, seems like it actually worked. It actually panned out for them. I I agree that it worked. And, I'm you know, one of the things that I said, I'm not in the camp of, oh, I, I hate it because it's not competitive. I don't – I actually don't really mind it being a glorified layup line. <coughs> Sorry. It being a, a glorified layup line because, like, it's a break. It's not supposed to be a regular – it's a, it's a game that doesn't count. I don't I'm, – I'm not – I don't have a problem with it being 181-175. Like, that don't bother me like it bothers other people. Like, I, I like – that it had a a, a a number that they were trying to get to and you could see them actually, you know, going one-on-one and playing, you know, being a little bit more competitive. But if it wasn't like that, I'm not here to knock it. This, yeah. You know, it's supposed to be a break, man. It's, it's not supposed to be a playoff basketball game. And no breaks. Take no breaks. I think this is. But yeah, overall, it was it definitely was a good weekend. I agree. I agree. Um, one of the few that has had my attention for all three days. Yeah, yeah. So, um, on to NFL. Oh so, wait, since we talking NBA, let me go ahead and get to this point. Um, first of all, the Bayline stuff that was weird. With Cleveland's head coach, definitely mm-hmm. already, mm-hmm. which they knew was going to happen. So they should have just hired JB Bickerstaff last year when he was telling them he wasn't about to be the interim coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, he got what he wanted. He deserved that. Um, the buyout market. Oh yeah, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson is the best person to test the buyout market, and. I'm not, I, I haven't, I've been straight with, we talked about it last week about the Clippers getting all these other players and the Lakers staying in Pat, but at the end of the day, Lakers got two of the best three players on the court. So when the time comes, then that's that. So I'm not even mad that Reggie Jackson went to the Clippers um, just because that gives them somebody else. Because at the end of the day, look, once again, they got the best two out of the three players on the court. What bothered me about it, which, of course, it's nothing they can do. He chooses who he chooses. But the thing that if that's exactly what we needed. That's exactly the playmaker that we could have thrown into our second unit. That's exactly the player that we needed, and we weren't able to get him. That's what bothered me about not being able to get him. All these other players, whatever. But, yeah, but it's, it's not over yet. <laughs> you think there'll be some more uh, buyouts? I think he's going to be the best player that that becomes available. And that, and that's probably true too yeah. uh, that he'll be the best one. But um, you know, especially playmaker, a lot of wings are ending up out there. Yeah, Carol, uh, yeah, those guys. Uh, what's the other kid? Michael Kidd, Gilchrist, all of yeah. those guys. They're from wings, but true playmakers, you're not going to find too many of them. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I mean, but yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, Reggie Jackson. I don't. I don't know that he's going. He's very much like Marcus Morris to me. Uh, a, a a good player, but it's not going to. I don't feel like that's going to be the thing that when we look back at it, we go, "Yeah, the Clippers won the title because Reggie." No, Jackson. no. But I feel like you could have looked at the Lakers and said, "Hey, they were able to pull it off because of Reggie Jackson." Yeah, yeah. Because you're able to put him on the court with LeBron, and he can ball handle, and you know. That's, That's true. exactly what we needed. That's true. He probably won't even see minutes with the Clippers, but you know, whatever. Um. So, all right, you done NBA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Um. On to NFL. The news of the day: uh, Drew Brees obviously announcing that he's coming back. Uh, we both thought that that would be the case. Yeah. Um, so what? Anything you want to add to that or say about that? I was, I shouldn't have been. I was, I was shocked by the reaction of other fans to Drew Brees coming back. I um, think I we talk about, about this all the time when it comes to the Saints fans that we encounter on Twitter. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I it, it shocked me to get on and see that more people were wishing he hadn't returned, which of course that gotta be a casual fan thing. Um I've seen some diehard I've seen some diehards that didn't want him back. That didn't want him back. I don't understand it. For one, and and it's and it's it's multi-surface on why I don't understand it. Me and you talk all the time. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the show. I'm sure we have, but privately, we talk about it all the time, how hard it is to come across a quarterback, a good quarterback, uh, nonetheless, a elite quarterback. And top, and Drew Brees was still playing as a top-five quarterback at the end of last season. So you want to switch gears from Drew Brees to somebody like Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill, or I threw out Derek Carr the other day when we were talking, or Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston, all these guys who, outside of Derek Carr, you've really seen nothing out of. And even yeah. when Derek Carr's been up and down. So you're telling me you hope Drew Brees retires so we can go back to what Aaron Brooks? Because yeah. obviously that's what y'all want because y'all don't remember Y'all have been spoiled for the past 15 years that y'all right. don't remember what it was before Drew Brees got there. Yeah, it, it's definitely what have you done for me lately. And what people are thinking about is just the postseason the last two years when um, the way you get to that point is by elite quarterback play. So yeah. I don't know how you just forget that he's the main reason that you got there. Like or, I, or are willing to move on from him so easily at a point right. where he's still playing at that level. It's not so like I, he had a horrible year last year and he right. said, right, look, you might be, you know, you might be getting no. What did I say? 15 touchdowns, zero interception in December yeah. last year. Yeah. And you want to move on to what? Taysom Hill, who yeah, y'all know how I feel about him. He's not a quarterback and he's not the future quarterback of New Orleans. Or even if you're telling me, look, we don't want to um Let's roll with Teddy Bridgewater, which still isn't Drew Brees. Mm. And you have a better argument if you tell me Teddy Bridgewater, if if Drew Brees wasn't leaving a twenty million dollar dead money dead money on our cap connection. Yeah. But don't nobody want to think about that as well. So it's not yeah. just that he's still playing as an elite quarterback, but if he was to retire or was to move on from the Saints, he's leaving a shitload of dead money mm-hmm. that handicaps us either way. And, and you know, we talked about it. I always give credit where credit is due as far as, like, the Saints and the Patriots and all of them people that have those elite front offices that manipulate mm-hmm. the cap in ways where can keep your window open a lot longer than it, it should be. Yeah. The, the problem with that is when it's over, it's over. Because you, yes. you can only push that down the road so long before you go, well, now we got to pay it. And there exactly. ain't no way around it. So that's... And when, and when we get to that point, we want to get to that point with a quarterback on a rookie deal. Or, or, or having won the championship. Yeah. And then, and then it goes, okay, well, fine, whatever. It was worth it. Exactly. You know, but, it paid off in the end. Yeah. But, yeah, so for him to have retired and them not have been expected it would have handicapped us in ways y'all can't even imagine. And, and But they don't see that. They exactly. only want to They only want to talk about somebody that they think is better. Uh uh-huh. yeah. who's yeah. not going to be better in this case if we yeah. But so yeah, let's once again our window is still open and Drew Brees is our best chance at winning the championship next year. So let's ride that and hope that the Saints can solve their quarterback of the future issue in this offseason. To yeah. where when he does hang it up next year. Where I already said, okay, well, we knew this was coming. We got our plan for it. Yeah. So, um, two things going on with the Lions right now. Uh, but I want to start with more Stafford stuff because obviously, uh, I don't know if you saw Mel Kuyper's uh, mock draft yeah. that had us taking Tua. Um, I'm not entertaining that. That's just that's just him stirring the pot. Hey, um, I would start. I would start paying some attention to that. I, Especially once the odd makers get involved in something like that, and y'all are the co-favorites to do it. So I start paying attention to that. What I, What I'm saying is, like I keep telling you, 
like I always say with anything with the draft, let's wait until they put them in shorts and T-shirts because that mm-hmm. seems to affect the everybody's thinking when it comes to that. So the com- we still got the combine. We still got the, all of these trades and all of this stuff that, that has to happen through the free agent market and, and all of that stuff. Um, and then I, I don't know how much that is trades, how much they want to show their interest so people try to come up and get him. Yeah. Um, so I, it's still – Which definitely still, can be the case. Yeah. Uh, the, the combine thing, I'm with a player of his talent, it's not going to hurt or help him. If you – whatever you thought about him once his season ended in Alabama, it's going to be your thought process. Yeah. You got, you got what, two, three, two years? Mm-hmm. Two full seasons. It was about two and a half, yeah. Yeah, you got two full seasons of Alabama. You see what he is. Yeah. So I don't think combine is going to hurt or help him. Yeah. But like you say, it could be just a smoke screen to see can we get somebody to give us something to move up to three? Yeah. And then we still be able to get whoever it is we want. And 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 that's <laughs> what I'm saying, bro. It's it's still way too early in the process for me to think that that's that is set in stone. That there's and and. The main oh, thing is yeah, yeah, don't nothing set in stone at this point. And the the main reason why I just it there's just too much going on for it to not be Stafford next year, especially with the money. But because there's been pressure put on the the general manager and the coaching staff to do something this season um, mm-hmm. by the owner. It doesn't make sense to move to a quarterback that's not going to be ready, or even if he is, to change your culture that much and and expect to be a competitive football team next year. That just doesn't make sense. Like, is I don't understand what like we talk about with the cap situation with Jabris. I don't understand how you feel like you're going to be better with thirty million dollars dead money moving to a different quarterback, a different system. Like how you how is that gonna work? Uh so I don't know. And I'm and what we talked about this last week, I'm not under the belief that they that they draft two and replace Stafford. I can see them drafting two but still rolling with Stafford next year. Yeah. Now see that that I don't know that I would like. I mean, of course, as a Detroit fan, I wouldn't like either because you're spending a third-round pick on something that can't help you immediately. Right. I mean, a third, the third overall pick yeah, yeah, on yeah. something that can't help you immediately, but it sets up your future nicely for when... Presumably. Like we just talked about for when you do want to move off of Stanford yeah. as the next year, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like I said, it's still, it's still too early in the process for me to to really be worried about that. And worried ain't the right word, because, I mean, Tua, I, I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Um, he, definitely, he, he definitely seems like he's going to be the best out of out what his class. Yeah. yeah. If he wasn't hurt, he would be going number one, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. But um, I don't know. We got we got months to go back and forth about that. But the, the latest news is uh, Darius Slay. Um, and how the Lions have – they're not shopping him, but they're listening to offers. Um, okay, so me as a fan, I how I want this situation to play out. Um, obviously, I want him to be on the team. I want – best case scenario to me is for his contract to run out, for him to play out this year um, at the $10 million that he's due. Um, which feels like the right number to me because I yeah. I've always felt like he was about somewhere from six to nine, you know, as the best cornerback mm-hmm. in the league. Not quite shut down, but clearly a number one. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, and they gave him a four year extension a couple of years ago, four years, forty eight million dollars. He earned every penny of it. Um, he seems adamant about getting his money. Uh, so if they trade him, I would like for them to trade him before it gets ugly. Um, yeah, but because I don't expect that to be the case, I, he's he seems to be in a situation where he wants his money. So if they don't move him, then he'll hold out, um, yeah. which seems like the obvious choice for him. But um, for us, from from their standpoint, uh, if they give him an extension, I wouldn't be upset. But just because they'll have him on the team for at least the next two years, but. Um, if we start getting into 15, 16, 
17 million dollars that's too much you know yeah. he's, he's he just turned 29 so he's still got probably two or three good years left in him i don't know if they'll be at this level yeah in that right now but um you know i'm always for moving off a player too early rather than too late um but if they trade him i'm he's one of my favorite players on the team i'll be fine with that if they trade him though just because the draft compensation can help move forward and then you're not going to replace him immediately, but yeah. um, you know how this works, bro. He's he's earned a pay raise, but that's not how it works. We're not paying for what you've done. We're paying you for what you what we think you're going to do. That's the way front offices work. That's why a lot of these situations get like this. So, you know, he's, he's outplayed the number that he's at in his mind. Yeah. Um, so... He's earned an extension, but if they don't give it to him, I definitely understand. Yeah. It's, 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 the, it's the Golden Tate situation all over again. Golden Tate was one of my favorite players on the team. Um, they they didn't want to pay him for production. They could get somewhere cheaper, and they got it. So um, they moved on from him too early rather than too late. So, And from the outside looking at y'all offseason is actually setting up to, to go uh pretty well because say you get say you're able to trade slate and get a top 20 pick for him in this upcoming draft yeah and you're able to trade number three back to let's just say number five with miami and then they give you more draft capital off of that right you're able to draft a cuda and then now if you still want to get a quarterback in the first mm-hmm. round you're still able to do so yeah and, and not like we say, it not end up costing you an immediate effect on the field. Yeah. And then you freed up more money. Right. Um, Miami is the most intriguing spot to me just because they've got so many draft picks, mm-hmm. um, especially those first-round picks. Uh, that's the team that if they're going to move back, um, they could – Get, they can get to a. We can still get a cool at five, mm-hmm. and then have another first round pick. That's the that's the spot that intrigues me the most. Um, but you know, again, it's it's February. It's February. Yeah, we got we got free agency coming up way faster than the draft is. Yeah. Um. So free agency. One of the guys that was on the market already is Greg Olson signing with the Seahawks. What'd you think about that? I love that. I love that. It, it would have shocked me, honestly, if he would have went somewhere like Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like if that was the case, it was only for money. and He doesn't seem like a person that's really hurting for money or mm-hmm. cares about that if he wants to keep playing. So Seattle was obviously the best situation for him to go. Um, and... It feels a need because last year they suffered at tight end, especially after Disley got hurt. Mm-hmm. But also, man, that team is so young. That's another veteran presence to throw into that locker room with all those young guys. Because yeah. outside of Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner, a lot of them guys are real, real young at this point. Mm-hmm. And hey, Russell Wilson only 28, you know, yeah. he's been around, it seems like, forever already. Yeah. Um. So Greg Olson being a player that I actually like, um, that was the best situation for him, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought it was a nice pickup for them. Uh, obviously, just another weapon for Russell Wilson. Um, he he still got tread on the tires, a lot of it. Um, so it was a nice pickup. Um, anything else with uh, other teams that you? Um. I don't think I've seen anything recently that caught my eye, but we about to enter that those two, three weeks where we're seeing a lot of transition and franchise tags. So that's coming up. That's going to be real interesting. Um, Josh Norman getting cut uh, a couple of days ago or last week. Um, that's my name. Got cut. <laughs> what you say? Nothing. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, Dang, somebody else got cut last week. That was a, a big name. I can't remember. But a lot of that stuff that's about to start taking place now, um, that's going to add on to what teams are already looking at in free agency. Um, that's that's going to be uh, exciting to see. A lot, of, a lot of cap casualties about to go on. 
Um, yeah, something that you're gonna expect, something that you're not gonna expect. Uh, with New Orleans, I know Kiko Alonso probably go get cut. Um, he tore his ACL in the playoffs. His cap number is huge. Um, so they'll probably reach an injury settlement with him, but he's gonna be gone. Janoris Jenkins, if he's gonna be a Saint next year, he's gonna have to restructure his contract. Ain't no way we paying him eleven mil next year. But yeah. it seems like that's going to be able to get done as well. Um, and then being able to come off or restructure it over, that'll give us some cap room to 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 um, to finesse, finesse some things with. But like we was talking about earlier, they good at doing that anyway. They're going to make a way to sign whoever it is they want to sign. So, And who do you want them to be looking at? Honestly, there isn't there isn't there isn't too many players that I'm looking at and saying, yeah, I want him. He's going to change it all for us. There are some positions, of course, wide receiver. We got to get another wide receiver. Whether it's, I prefer to go ahead and get a wide receiver for agency if we can. Because if I got to wait, if it comes to the draft, they're not drafting a wide receiver, not high anyway. Mm-hmm. So, and usually, if they're not drafting them high, then they're not going pan out to be too much. So wide receiver and just Pete end up getting paid more than what we're going to be able or willing to pay him. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to replace him at guard. Um, I can see them saying, look, we'll just plug Nick Easton in since we paid him the money we paid him last year and he can play center and guard. But still, now you have to replace your first man off the bench as well when it comes to your offensive line. So we got to get another O-lineman. And then we just got to figure out what it is we're going to do with our secondary, whether I think they're going to let Von Bell walk. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think they restructured Janoris Jenkins' deal and bring him back. You plug in uh, Charna, uh, Gardner Johnson, where you were playing Von Bell. I don't think Eli Apple going anywhere. I'm sorry. I know everybody hates him. Eli Apple not going nowhere. Um, and then you just try to find another linebacker. Um, Kendall Fuller is going to be out there. If there's one person that I, that I could see us throwing big dollars at, it would probably be him. Um, but besides him right now, I can't really think of anybody that I'm like, yeah, that's a guy that I want to go and get. Oh, and quarterback, because Ted is going to be a starter somewhere next year. Taysom Hill isn't – even if Taysom Hill is on the roster next year, mm-hmm. they're going to do the same thing that they did this year. They're going to bring in a Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this year, I think that person could be Marcus Mariota. I think Marcus Mariota would take a deal for $7 million to come play with the Saints. And then we can see what type of – um connection him and Sean Payton could build um, and test that out and see, man, maybe maybe this guy can be our future. Be yeah. But I can definitely see him taking a deal for $7 million uh, to come back of Drew Brees next year. Yeah, so um, with the Lions, the first thing that I always talked about was I didn't I don't want anything to be addressed on offense in the offseason. We're in the same position last year. Uh, that I, I don't want to see them trying to fix anything on offense before they address the defense. Um, we got to see what happened with Damon Harrison, obviously, uh, whether or not he's going to retire, because that's going to leave um, a hole in the in the middle of our defensive line. But um, then again, it, it's, always, it's always a gift and a curse, because if he comes back, then we don't have to worry about stopping the run as much. But if he goes away, then we get his money, and then we could do something different yeah. uh, at that position. Uh, you know, maybe somebody younger, more athletic, somebody who's not so one-dimensional. Do I? I, I would like for him to come back, though. Um, obviously, linebacker. Besides uh, uh, Jared Davis. Uh, besides whatever they whatever they're doing with Jared Davis. Uh, if they want to play him an outside linebacker or actually try to keep playing him at better, which he's not very good at. Um, yeah. So 
uh, linebacker, edge rusher, anything on defense. Um, obviously, the secondary, um, if you got to replace Slay or even if you're trying to find somebody to play across from him, uh, I thought Justin Coleman was fantastic last year. He was yeah. one of my favorite players on defense. Um, so I'm good with him still playing the nickel. Uh, Tracy Walker, I'm I'm fine with Tracy Walker. He's not elite, but he's young and he he's somebody that you know it can grow into a solid starter. Um, obviously, you're not gonna have stars everywhere on the field. Yeah. Um, but again, that's another homegrown talent, a late draft pick. Um, and, but uh, but they need another safety because you know they traded Quandre Diggs. So every level you look, there's somewhere. Um, Obviously, getting another pass rusher across from Trey Flowers, who I thought the second half of the year really picked it up. Um, yeah. So we'll see if he can continue that. As far as offense, um, Danny Amendola is a free agent. I would like him back, but again, I mean, he's getting up there in age. I don't know how much that's going to be, you know, him be able to repeat the performance that he had uh, like that. We saw it at wide receiver with Marvin Jones and uh, Galladay. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know why his name couldn't. Uh, tight end, well, Hawkinson got hurt at the end of the year, so I want to yeah. see what the deal is with that. Backup quarterback, um, that's something they can address whether or not it's at the, with the third pick. We'll see. Um, yeah. But uh, running back is the, the position that, it's frustrating me. I was singing Kerryon Johnson's praise at the beginning of the year um, because he got hurt at the end of last year. But I'm 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 pretty much over that situation. He gets hurt every year, and even when he's not hurt, it's still not the production that I was expecting. So, um, but Kerryon Johnson, uh, you know, he got hurt again this year. The the his rookie season, he got hurt. Um, he wasn't somebody that I was high on when they drafted him in the first place. Um, so I would like to see them get another running back. They're not going to, um, though, because we'll see what happens with McKissick, who's a free agent, too. But uh, I like McKissick as a third down running back. Um, and Bo Scarborough, yeah, Bo, Bo Scarborough um, coming on as a as a practice squad pickup. Um, yeah. I, liked what, I liked what he gave us, but I'm not sure how sustainable that is, um, but if they but if they go into the season with with them three as the uh, running back, it wouldn't excite me. But um, that's about it. If they address other stuff, that's about as good as you're gonna get because you can't obviously spend money everywhere. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but we'll see with that. But I'm I'm over Carryon Johnson. He he's got to show me more this yeah. year. Um, anyway, that's. That's the offseason for us. A yeah, lot of, lot of stuff to fix. Yeah, hopefully. Like I say, health, man, is always such a big part of all of this. Um, hopefully he can have a fully healthy season coming come this next season. Um, yeah. But the same thing, like a lot of people are probably going to say, oh, the Saints need to address their D-line. They need another pass rusher. Um, I'm, I was really satisfied with what we were putting out there last year until everybody started getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it started early with Sheldon Rankins, and then we ended up losing player after player after that. But everybody who had to fill in did a really good job. Malcolm Brown did an outstanding job last year yeah. of filling in. Um, of course, Marcus Davenport, he dealt with injuries, but he was playing solid. Um, I can't think of the other defensive end that we drafted last year, but he he had to sit out some because he had some type of assault charges against him that ended up getting dropped. But he ended up coming in and playing solid too. So I think I think if our front seven can remain healthy, I think we got a good one. Uh, plus the rotation pieces of it. Like I said, we're going to need another linebacker. Uh. With Kiko Alonso going out. And um yeah, another linebacker for sure. Another linebacker, which we can address in the draft, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> so when it does when it does come to the third pick that y'all have, you prefer that to be a Cuda at this point? No, I don't know what I want it to be. 
Um, obviously, I I I would have liked to get up to the second, the number two pick, so we could have got Chase Young because I wanted uh, the most pressing need is a pass rusher because you you saw in the beginning of the season um, when the the secondary played okay mm-hmm. uh, with Coleman Slay Diggs they were doing good, but it, what ended up happening was the pass rush was so bad. That it made it made them look worse than they actually played. Um, so I, I I want them to address pass rush, be it uh, in free agency, because um, uh, you know Fowler, some some of them uh, guys are free agents. They got some decent yeah. pass rushers, um, but I don't know if they're gonna spend that kind of money. And Akuda, I just know this: whoever whoever they're picking third has got to be somebody franchise changing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Because yeah. that's a – you're not going to get – when it's rare when you have a quarterback who – look, it don't matter how you feel about Matthew Stafford. He's, he's, a, he's been a good quarterback for us. So it's rare to be picking this high when you already got a quarterback. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm not – I'm not, okay, a kudo or nobody at this point um, – I really want to see what they end up actually spending money on because we got um, a little over forty million. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I want it to be. And like you say, there is a lot to be addressed. So you got to see what they able to start picking apart mm-hmm. um, before those first so those first two picks. Because even once y'all come around to your second pick, that's still a lot of talent. Yeah, left on the board at that point. You know what's frustrating is, like I said, we're solid at wide receiver, and it's a bad time to be solid at wide because this is an amazing yeah. wide receiver draft. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, bro. It, there are a lot of things to fix, far more than I thought would be going into this offseason. Um, but three is just a quarterback spot, right? Yeah. You know, anything in the top five is just a quarterback spot. So, but I, but I'm, I'm good with Stafford, bro. I like Stafford a lot. Yeah. Um, like I say, there's no, there's no reason to be willing to move off of him at this point, mm-hmm. unless there's, uh, unless there ended up being more concerned about his back than there seems to be, than whether it's back or his neck. It was his back. It was right? back. Yeah. Yeah. So unless there had ended up being more concerned about his back than what there was, yeah, there's no reason to really be trying to force Matthew Stafford out of Detroit at this point. And I, I told you, bro, I came on the show every week and told you I felt like he was having the best season of his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that obviously besides the the Calvin Johnson days, the peak Calvin Johnson when he threw for 5,000 yards, that, yeah. I mean, but that was just because, I mean, he had the best wide receiver in the league at the time. So, um he was on pace to have statistically the best season of his career. Um, but, you know, injury. Yeah. And it wasn't translating the wins, which wasn't his fault. But, um, you know, it is what it is. So next week, um, we can talk a little bit more about whatever transactions um, happen in the NFL if there are any. Um, but Thursday is it Thursday or Friday? I think I think they have NBA Thursday. Yeah, there's NBA Thursday. Um, and Fortnite Thursday. Uh, uh, but we'll get back to some NFL, uh, NBA stuff, which I I can't wait because this will be a different territory for us to week to week update uh, NBA. <laughs> Um, so it, it's definitely going to be very interesting to watch this second half of the season. What um, what exactly are you looking forward to in the second season, in the second half? Because of course you, your team is right there, but yeah, it's not. You know, you know, we never talk about the Magic just because um, they've got a weird assortment of talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Fultz has been better than I expected. And like I told you, when they got him, it was it was a uh, low-risk, high-reward. Yeah. Um, so he ain't been the number one pick in the draft good, but he's been solid at that guard spot. Um, but I, 
our truly best player, Vucevic, is is he's the all star. He's the one that puts up the numbers. But I just, if you're really looking at it, the best player is Fournier. But I can't get with him because he's he's so limited. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that. That's his ceiling is so limited, and it's very easy to take him out the game. But he's the only wing person that we got like that that can create his own shot. Uh, Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon would be perfect on another team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he's he he. They got him as you know, obviously like the second or third best scorer on a, on a team that's led by Fournier and Vucevic and no, like like you know what he is? He's just like Tobias Harris. When Tobias Harris was with the Magic, and he had, you know, he was the number one. That ain't you. But yes. go and be some, go somewhere and be the number three. I now he's a problem. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and so that that's we got a bunch of guys like that that just don't fit. You know, but but it's the Eastern Conference, so you got a good rotation. Terrence Ross, Foles, my, my, uh Carter Williams, and and all of these dudes that you. Yeah, so so you got a good eight man rotation to be competitive in the East, um, but but it's every year bumping your head up against the ceiling because when you get there you're gonna get dominated because there's a gap between the seven eight nine ten seed in the East and One, even <laughs> right right so it's you're just stuck in this purgatory of. Are we good because we're making the playoffs, or are we good because we're making the playoffs in the East? Yeah. You know? so, and then, and then Orlando isn't a free agent, a free agent destination. Right. But also, you putting yourself in a position where you never really getting that opportunity to draft top three. Right. Because you always and and you know how I felt about the NBA draft. Once you get past the first and second pick, <laughs> it's hit and miss. Like it, you know what I'm saying? Like it is even it, with the first and second pick, you hit right. The pick. We just talked about Markel Fultz, yeah. Right, but you, but you get some rotation players. You get some. You get some solid starters, yeah. but um, dudes that can move from team to team. But in the NBA, one and two be those. Hey, mm-hmm. you know them, them franchise changes, which is what organizations like Orlando need to be. Need, yes, get, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But then but then the way the NBA works is you got a you got a four to six year window It's six. If they resign four because you got them on a rookie deal. But if you ain't keeping the interest in that, they're gone. Yeah. And then you start right over and you start all over again. That's crazy, but that's exactly how it is. Orlando has had great players over over the years. They've had mm-hmm. great players. They just they had Shaq. They had. talking about what am I looking forward to in the second half um obviously just trying to figure out the seating just seeing if if the Lakers are going to be able to hold on to the number one spot what the matchup's going to look like in the west um because mm-hmm. that obviously always changes um because you can win 55 games and, and and draw the wrong matchup in the west and be at home yeah if, so um, that's interesting. The MVP race, I think it's Giannis is to lose, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so LeBron would have to step it up to even another level to catch Giannis at this which point. Which you don't need to do that. Don't. Yeah, don't you don't do need that. to do that. No, no, no. Um, but once again, we talked about coming to Tennessee and how he felt like he had so much to prove. Mm-hmm. Um so ain't no ain't no telling, but yeah, he doesn't need to do that at all, especially not not to translate to wins. You know? Yeah, yeah. What about you? What are you looking forward to? 
well, my team is actually good, so I'm looking forward to them maintaining and keeping the number one seed. Um, but Milwaukee is interesting. I want to see where their win total ends up um, reaching and how and when they start cutting back on how much they play Giannis at this point. Mm-hmm. Because I know that he's that player that wants to play all these minutes, wants to play every game. But eventually somebody got to step in and be like, look, we got this much lead in the East. It's time to start resting you a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rockets, I want to see how much they fall off. I laughed so hard when I got the report the other day that they fill in their last two roster spots with DeMar Carroll and Jeff Green. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, they really just searching for somebody that has a chance at a jump ball because I don't know what else these guys could do for you <laughs> at this point. You just can't have James Harden do a jump ball, so that's why you got to go get Jeff Green and DeMar Carroll. That's funny, bro. Um, OKC is still interesting. They've been the surprise so far this season. And seeing if they're going to be – they're the sixth seed right now. Seeing if they're going to be able to keep that up or if they're going to fall off. And then, of course, the race for eight. The Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Spurs, Pelicans, Suns, and the Kings at this point. The chance to still get that eight seed. I believe it's going to come down to the Grizzlies, the Trailblazers, and the Pelicans. So that's going to be interesting to see. Um, exactly how that plays out because Portland still out of those three teams, I really believe Portland has the best team. And we talked about it before the season started that I that's where I expected the Pelicans to be in particular. Um, yeah. that nine, ten, eight, nine, ten spot somewhere around there. And then when when Zion got hurt for as long as he did, I thought that pushed them completely out of that race. Yeah. But Brandon Ingram has been so good for them and Jackson Hayes. Um, the surprise, I guess you can say. Um, and then they got uh favors, uh, yeah, he's, been, favors. he's been playing really good minutes, yeah, really um, good. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely gonna be an interesting second half, yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited for it, honestly. Now that football officially over with, over with, so until next week when we. When we really dive deep in the NBA. Hopefully. We're not talking about the three losses the Lakers took straight out the All-Star break. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, until next week. What's up, everybody? Check out Friendly Fire every Thursday as we discuss the latest and most intriguing topics in sports. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at Friendly Fire 08.